Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hey everyone, welcome to a special edition of X-Pac 12360. Um, uh, I don't know, it was a couple of months ago. Um, well, it's not one that long ago because Animal had just passed away, I think. Uh, anyways, my dear friend Fumi Saito, um, and a lot of you know know him from his podcast with Jim Valley. Um, and Fumi's just, nobody knows more about pro wrestling in Japan. Uh or here for that matter than, than Fumi. And so, uh, and also just real quick, Fumi's a dear friend of mine. And like in the nineties, Fumi would come to my house because Fumi lived in Minnesota at one point and he would come to my house, um, for Christmas time every year. And it was, it was just, it was great. So anyways, Fumi hit me up and he's, he said, Hey, next time you do a show, uh, I see you're getting your studio done. Hey, how about we do an episode on the Road Warriors? And I was like, that's a great idea. And so, hey, Fumi, thank, you for, thank you for joining us. This is Hello. My, ladies and gentlemen, my dear friend, Fumi Saito. Hello, everybody. Hello hey. from Tokyo. Yeah, thanks, man. Hey, so everyone must know that it's like 17 hours uh, ahead in Tokyo. So this is um, the next day. Um Morning yeah, in the morning for you. Yeah. So thanks for getting up right and early, Fumi. <laughs> it's okay. Hey man, hey, did you know the Road Warriors at all? Uh, like in the early yeah days. Yeah, well, I met those two in '84. Oh, yeah, wow. they started as 19 uh, Road Warriors down in Atlanta, June of 1983. Then they came up back up to Minnesota the following year. 84. And, and did you actually get to know them then? Like, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I know for me, Fumi, like, I can't remember how old you are to be honest, but like, I was like, when those Kid. guys first came out, yeah, okay, man, I'm like 10 years old. And, and one time, uh, after they made their debut and they started blowing up on WTBS, yeah, and it was still Georgia Championship Wrestling. Yep, uh, yep. They didn't call it World Championship Wrestling, I don't think yet. Not yet. And um, and double, so, yeah, w, WTBS. Yeah. So, anyways, Championship Wrestling from Florida, they brought in some Georgia Championship Wrestling talent yep. for a tour of Florida, and so yeah. they were combined. And so I got to see the Road Warriors versus Buzz and Brett Sawyer at the St. Uh, Bayfront Center. Okay. I was in awe. And 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 like okay, anyone that's not familiar with the Sawyer brothers, like I highly suggest you familiarize yourself with them. Um, first especially of all, Buzz especially Buzz, because in Buzz's day, like taking away all his personal demons and and and, and all of that, they're like for my as far as I'm concerned, there was nobody better in the ring than him. He was on yeah. freaking believable. Oh, and even to these days, people should study his videotape. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and 
And so, and Brett was excellent as well. He was just smaller and, uh, and they were both. Yeah. But he could throw an amazing, oh my God, he could jump like you wouldn't believe. But anyway. Great drop kick had. Yeah. And I'm a St. Petersburg, Florida guy. That's my hometown and it's theirs too. And, you know, they were from Dixie Hollins high school. I'm from Northeast. But um, anyways, I wasn't in high school yet. I'm like 10 or 11 years old and I'm standing outside the Bayfront Center and like, I could I could go backstage back then because I knew the the person I was with worked there. But uh, I was standing outside and they pulled yeah. up and they're getting their bags out of the car. And Ellering's with them and they got the do rags on. And I I can re- remember vividly walking up to him and go, "I think you're gonna win." And I remember, <laughs> I mean, what? I'm I'm ten eleven. So and of uh, and it was a great I, time to be a wrestling yeah. fan. Amazing. Innocent. And, yeah. And yeah. Joe was like, oh, yeah, kid. It was something like that. And they walked inside. And, you know. You um, know, can you imagine? Hawk. Mike was yeah. 26. And Joe was only 23 then. Oh, wow. Really young. Well, I mean, I I remember seeing them when they when they first showed up on, on TBS. And, right. Uh, like, I, I, yet. No, the they had, Exactly. Yeah, and they had the they had the Harley Davidson. Uh, right, right. The gimmick, the, the gimmick wasn't complete yet. Yeah, like right now, you see the picture. Can that, you see the? That's Joe. Like when he when when he uh, single the road warrior. Yeah, he had the short the 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 denim short shorts and the and the jean yeah, jacket. Like very people. <laughs> <laughs> and if you see the boots he was wearing, he was wearing these like kind of low cut black boots. It was crazy ah. looking. But uh, and and a lot of people um, aren't aware of of Hawks. You know, like his first foray in, in to wrestling was he went to um, Vancouver. Yeah, Vancouver for All Star um, Al Tomko's promotion. Al Tomko, right? And Crusher he worked at Von Hague. Crusher Von Hague. Yeah. And he kind of he had this hooded robe and he did the claw just like just like Baron. Right? The German gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't last long there because you know you you starved in those days. Oh, and both of them came back. Yeah, yeah. Joe came back to Minnesota. And Mike came back from Vancouver, and uh, yeah, they were back to bouncing. Yeah, I think they went back to work at Grandma B's, right? With with Eddie Sharkey. Yeah, and also Hawk Mike was working at the, I believe it was a Moby Dick in downtown oh, Minneapolis. Moby's. Moby's, yeah, yeah Moby that's Dick. downtown. And yeah. his friend was Kevin Kelly. Yep, and he you know who else worked there? Nails. You know who else worked at Moby Dick was? Um, oh no, that was Skyway Lounge. I was gonna say T. <laughs> Joe Khan, but they're right, oh, right okay. next to each other. <laughs> yeah, I heard T. Joe Khan passed away. So he did. Yeah, yeah. just recently. You know who told yeah, me? Mar- Mar- Marvin Rubin told me. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. For the um, you know, before we well, we already started it though, but. Yeah. Uh, before we really go into the history of Road Warriors, I um, this is like a today's wrestling audience. Most of them didn't see Road Warriors until they went to WWE. You know, today's audience. Yeah, like a lot of the Twitters. I, I, I was going through Twitters, you know, like who said what about the Road Warriors. Not quite Road Warriors. It's a LOD, Legion of Doom. LOD, like, yeah. you know, some people's Twitter says, the first wrestling match I attended was Legion of Doom and Ultimate Warriors, you know, 
warrior against the demolitions. Oh my gosh, that's like a little bit later on to me. Oh, demolition, act, smash, and crush. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Against the Legion of Doom and Ultimate Warrior. And that yeah. was their first match attended live. It's like, oh my gosh. You, yeah, you got to know way before that. I mean, that was a, that was an excellent version of the Road, Road Warriors as well. But if, if that's the only version they're used to, boy, did they miss out. Oh, God. You have to start from Georgia Championship Wrestling and AWA run and Jim Crockett promotion run. Yeah. Then, then, yeah, WWE and Japan run. That's Road mm -hmm. Warrior, Joe. Single. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was that, your cat? <laughs> yeah, but uh, those bouncing day in Minneapolis and also how A.D. Sharkey was, you know, very responsible, you know, the, like, if he, so, they were trained by Eddie Sharkey, a whole bunch of guys from Minnesota. Oh yeah, so it, the the crew at, at Grandma B's for anybody that that's uh, doesn't already know, it was Rick Rude, Rick Hawk, Rude, Animal, Hawk, Animal, Barry Barry Darso. Yeah. Uh, I think John, he, Nord. John Nord. I think Nikita Koloff even worked there at one point. Yeah. I'm pretty sure of it. Actually. John Nord is Barzaka. Yeah. Yep. So. Right. Um, yeah, and, and, and you know, uh, I wasn't aware of this, but at first they were thinking of putting Joe and Rick Rude together. Rick Rude at the together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Eddie Chucky's idea. And also, Hawk and Rick Rude were rooming together, roommate, you know. And actually, Hawk and Rick Rude can look pretty good as a team. Little thinner, you know. Yeah. More bodybuilder type, yeah. you know. Joe Animal is big, you know? Yeah. Hey, so, like, I want to kind of go back a second because I didn't touch on this. Like, Joe's first, uh, you know, like, the first time anyone saw Joe, he were, he wrestled, like, uh, a little bit in, in the Carolinas. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he was called Joe Lauren. Joe Lauren, the Road yeah. Warrior. Yeah. And, like, I, I remember running, in, running across a match on YouTube where he worked with Jack, Jack Briscoe. I don't know if you ever seen the match, have you? Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Like, and, you know, Jack kind of ate him up. Talent. Yeah, he didn't know what he was doing, so Jack just kind of ate him up wrestling-wise. And, yeah. and and also, like, at that point, like, you know, it costs a lot of money to eat eat as, as much food as you need to keep that size on. So I I, I remember uh, Joe mentioned that, like, it was hard for him to keep a size on then. Like, uh, you know, he wasn't eating much. So – he looked a little bit smaller there, a little bit more, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and also, such a rookie, you know. Yeah. Did you and see the match? Did you Did you see his first match on TBS when he worked with Randy Barber? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, my I, God, you know. poor Randy Barber. <laughs> yeah, but they weren't that good then, you know. They sure they, – they got really good fairly quick, too. I guess yeah, when, you're working, quick. when you're working main events – with some of the tag teams those guys ended up in the ring with, like you're going to end up really good pretty quick if you have an aptitude for this. Yeah, and they're fast. Yeah. But another magic was that uh, they met Paul Ellering. That's like the greatest thing that happened to them. I yeah, think. because at the time, they were like a second-year rookie. You know? Yeah. The promoter, the older promoter, or the booker, Bud Sawyer, or somebody, they are going to fool you. You know? But the mm -hmm. Paul Ehring told them not to do the job, you know, to be the, I mean, you got to, 
now that uh, we, you know, most of the fans will openly discuss the booking, winning, losing, and like assuming everybody's smart, you know what I'm saying? Right. But you still don't understand the basic of this business. You still have to win. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and states, you know, you got to work a certain way in there to get that, that gimmick over. And, and I remember seeing a couple of their first oh. TBS matches and some guys took advantage of them. Yeah. Like yeah. I remember seeing Ter- like Tim Horner trying to get out, like rest out rest. Like it was just, it wasn't what they, it was just the wrong thing for them at the time. Right. Right. But the Paul Erling, you know, told them the secret, you know, that you ain't going to be doing this. You're not going to be doing this, you know, yeah. make your match short, you know, and uh, yeah. And they and, were drawing a piece you know, on a piece of paper. This is where you're going to stand. This is where you're going to stand. This is how you're going to do it. And they're drawing a paper, you know. I mean, it's like football strategy almost. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah wow. A lot of people don't know about that. Yeah, I didn't design the match real short. And there was a there was a certain formula to yeah. to and and so like it was hard for them to stay in one place for any length of time because like it was almost kind of like like when Andre come in or different guys like that. You like, cannot overstay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So and right. I, I just I remember um just they were on on Georgia Championship Wrestling, and then, then all of a sudden, I don't. I remember they were gone, you know. Yeah, and I didn't know what happened to them. Like places like Memphis, and yeah, yeah, they made it to Memphis, and they, you know, they ended up working in AWA. And and I'm a Florida boy, and we didn't, we didn't, yeah. we didn't get AWA down there. So I just right, thought they right. vanished. Well, know? if you lived in Minnesota, then uh, you didn't really get cable. Only wrestling you watch is was AWA. On channel Therefore, nine. Most people didn't know other wrestling existed even. Mm. Not like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's like if you lived in a certain part of the country then, if you lived in Texas or Dallas, Von Eric wrestling was the only thing you thought existed. And speaking of Dallas, that's like the only place they never made it to. They didn't go. Yeah. I think it was smart on Von Eric's part. Because Road Warriors would come in as a heel, but get over as babyface for sure. Yeah. And that would harm Von Eriks. Yeah. Fabulous ones ended up leaving uh leaving AWA because it was like, what the hell are we gonna do with this? Man? Like <laughs> Yeah, it was hard for a babyface team to work with those guys. Fabulous ones was the two. Yeah. Did you ever yeah. know about the time when when they like tried to change the finish? You know about that? That the Minnesota match, fabulous ones. No, like I guess they got in the ring and Hawks like the, we're changing the finish and like it, yeah, it ended up well. And and those guys were greener back then and like they were in Minneapolis and you got to understand uh, how the Minneapolis guys their mentality like like um, you know I mean it was hard for them to get beat in Minneapolis. Uh, by these guys, like, um, man, I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm saying it right, but like, yeah, because yeah, man, there was like, a, yeah, there was an image they were, they were trying to uphold, sure, especially sure. in Minnesota. And also, it was, you know, right when they came over, 
It was Road Warriors against the Crusher and Van Raschke. Oh, oh yeah. my God. <laughs> How are you going to do it, right? You can't. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, so um, they had a hard time too, you know, but yeah. uh, they should not stay in the same place all that long. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Do you know about the, the mat? Like, hey, I, like I was just thinking about the, the match they have, like Kurt with Kurt Hennig and the axe and, and, and his dad, Larry. Oh. And yeah. Larry Henning couldn't move. But they respected him out there, right? Like, I mean, when you watch it, it was they, they were showing him respect out there. And oh, hey, course. do you know, did you ever hear the story about when, when those guys were all in high school and 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 Hawk, he's at Patrick and Henry Hennig. High School, and Kurt punched him through the window, sucker punched him through the window. Yeah, the outside of Doyle's bowling <laughs> alley or somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but they became, yeah, because Kurt Hennig and Mike Hawk, the same grade, you know, mm. same age. Yeah. They were both born in like 57, 58, yeah. 57, I believe. Yeah. And actually, they ended up being good friends. Oh, for sure. Yeah. All so. those guys did, even though they were in rival high schools. Yeah. That's the hell yeah. of a crew, man. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, you know, Hawk Hawk was a Patrick Henry High School guy. That's North, North, right. North Minneapolis. Right. But you know who else was? Was uh, Scott Norton. Scott Norton, right? Yeah, of course. Scott didn't. Scott Norton didn't start wrestling until like he was thirty. Yeah, like oh, because of the arm wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were still with, and also that North Minneapolis days. Before Road Warrior, Hawk Mike, yeah. he worked out at the Jesse Ventura's gym. Yeah, I used to work out there. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Later yeah. on, it later on, later on it became known as. Minnesota Muscle. It was this guy named Pete Moen, but like it was the oh, same gym. Oh, after quit. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. okay. In early '80s, you know, whenever you went to Je Ventura's gym, Jesse himself was always there, and that was a fun part. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, Fumi. Um, when did they first? Like, I was watching um some stuff from their first tour of Japan. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah hey and you know what else I, I i just saw was did you ever see the vignette they did before they came in where like they were yeah they yeah. were pushing they were pushing the limo and they pulled the guy out of the limo and it was telling people that the, they they grew up in chicago and oh, ate, was... ate mice you know yeah. and then uh, eating garbage to you know growing up and all that it was so bad, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at the time in 1985, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Man, it didn't age well for me. It was almost against Giant Baba's style of booking, you know. Uh -huh. But he knew they were stars, new kind of stars. Wow. They had to bring in Road Warriors as it is. Yeah. And it was almost a mistake to have them wrestle people like Jumbo Tsurura and Tenru. Like a big mm. veterans, right? Yeah. Who did yeah. I see? I saw I saw I saw those guys work with Jumbo and uh Tenta. Enru? Yeah. yeah. And John Tenta in the tag was, uh, John Tenta was I think it was a lot easier to do things with. But yeah. uh another team, see Jumbo and Tenru, their tag team need to be protected. Mm -hmm. Therefore, the style of clash, you know? Sure. Don't you think? Because yeah, and, also and I, they, it was funny watching them sell for uh for Giant Baba. <laughs> like yeah. I was watching them versus Giant Baba and Fuji. Yeah, Fuji, yeah. 
So it was like all new, you know. But then again, you cannot do this three minutes squash Road Warrior match forever. You know, you gotta go different territories, different companies, you know, you gotta experience different kind of wrestling matches, and they'll actually get better, you know. Yeah. See, having those three minutes squash match is very, very one dimensional, huh? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So to be able to you know, for for Road Warriors to become bigger star, you gotta go different places and have different opponents and have different kind of good matches. Yeah, but and also know, like, I, hey man, it's it's there's a. I just remember when I worked with those guys, like I always thought like people weren't working with them right, even though like later on, you know, they weren't the same tag team. But if you worked with them the same, the people still got with it. Like there, there was, uh, and I guess what I'm, what I'm getting at is like, when you're that like indestructible, you have to come up with creative ways of stopping yourself out there for the, for the other team to be able to get heat on you. Right. Like, so, and I thought they got good at that, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, cause seasoned, you know, you yeah. the initial road warriors was two minute, three minute squash. Fine. But you will be, you know, doing other things, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's why that the when they first came out, like in mid '80s into late '80s, they were saying that the, that team's not gonna be around that long. Hmm. Yeah, who's you they? Oh, even wrestlers. Oh, sure. I'm, oh, I guarantee you the wrestlers were. Yeah, they oh, yeah. can't do the gimmick forever, you know. And, and also, people get sick of it. All these things like. You know, like a theories. Yeah. But they had to change. They they evolved too, you know? Yeah. These are the things that I want today's fan that, they, uh, that we like to share with. Mm-hmm. Because when they, you know, most of the fans today, when they start, the childhood memories like a Monday Night War. You know, you were in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like I said, first Road Warrior Legion of Doom match they remember was that the demolition, the ultimate warrior, and all these things. Now you got if if you want to know anything about Road Warriors, just like we did, you got to go back to where they came. You know, really came from. Yeah. They were so new. I remember. So new. I remember vividly when like it was Paul Ellering's stable was called Legion of Doom, and he had Jake Legion the Snake, and Jake the, young Jake the Snake. King Kong Bundy and like remember when yeah. Bundy turned on him? Oh, even Arn Anderson and Matt Bourne. Oh yeah, that's why they got the national tag team titles. Yeah, yeah. I just remember all of a sudden one day there's the Road Warriors and they're the national tag team champions. And like I was right. like, I don't, I don't remember them winning those. <laughs> that's when I first watched Road Warriors from um, with cable TV in yeah. Minnesota. It's like I was those guys. There's there are other wrestling out there, you know, mm. <laughs> you know. Fumi, um, and I'm, I'm jumping around a little bit. That's kind of yeah. how my brain works. But let's talk about the let's talk about the deal they made with Baba. Yeah, like ten thousand dollars a week back then. Man. Yep, yep, yeah. That was the ceiling, right? Of yeah, I think like, nobody made they more. Than that. They made they made twenty. Well, a I week. I I hear that like the whole package was thirty grand because. Yeah, thirty Paul, grand. Paul Ellering got the same amount as they did. Right, same amount of money. So they were saying that the Paul Ellering, the smartest guy, or something. Exactly. Not knowing his role. See, 
that the being a manager outside the ring is very small part of his work. You know, yep. he was actual manager. Investments, all that stuff. Like, you yeah. know, and like getting him in the Zubas, which we'll talk about that a little bit later. But yeah. So like, no, yeah, no, I mean, no, he was no, great no, for those no. guys. Precious Paul was the one that what to agree and what to, what not to agree as far as finish goes. Yeah. You know, they were like second, third year rookie, you know. Yeah. So how important it is to be protected finish wise. Yeah. <sighs> and territories that today's fan need to learn about. There was like a 15, 20 good territories within America. You know? So, but they only worked like full time, I guess, in, in AWA, uh, the Georgia, Georgia AWA, and Crockett. Crockett, yeah, Crockett was paying them well, you know, five hundred thousand, I guess. Yeah, so that's a lot of money for NWA Crockett. You know, yep, those guys were getting five, and um, and Paul was getting either two fifty or like two seventy five, something like that. Still a lot of money then. Oh yeah, in the eighties, yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, yeah, that the uh, Road Warriors wanted to have a you know deal separate in Japan, outside of Crockett or outside of anything else, you know. Yeah. Warren uh, Ganya couldn't pay them, so they had to be freelancer. Yeah, and um, uh, did you, do you remember their match with with the uh, Freebirds out, outside at the stadium? Uh, was that a Wrestle Rock? I think it was a Wrestle Rock. Wrestle Rock, something yeah. like that. <laughs> like I was watching it, but like it never said whether it was Wrestle Rock or like I like um it was a pretty good match. I wasn't a fan of the commentary. Uh okay. but it was um you know they they came out with the Confederate flag painted on their face and Right, ideals and not not politically correct today, but uh, well, no, but like at the time, like nobody, you know, yeah. it wasn't oh, it, it nobody was even looked, nobody even thought twice about it back then. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and also they're from South, exactly. Obviously, you know, and yeah. being Minnesota and coming from South, that will make you heal right away. Yeah. You know, it was so so. I was surprised when they lost the match. Ah, yeah, yeah. But they, uh, I'm sure that the, uh, that the Freebirds felt they're in Road Warriors turf. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but but the Freebirds went over. There was like a, a fuck finish. Wait a minute. And, was it yeah. like that? Yeah, that was around the time then that Road Warriors was leaving. Then. Yeah, but see, like it confused me, Fumi, because, um, like I remember them having a match and dropping the. Titles to Steve Regal and Jimmy Garvin, don't Jimmy you? Jimmy Garvin, yeah. I think it wasn't wasn't a clean finish though. No, neither one of them were. Yeah, right, right. But they had to get the titles off them. Right, interference, refereeing, referee looking the other way. A couple things happens. Then yeah, so it was okay with them, I think. Mm. And sometimes it's really hard for Road Warriors to have the championship belt because. Eventually, you have to drop it. Yeah. You know, how are you going to do it? How are you going to get out of it? You know? So, didn't they lose the titles in Japan on a DQ once? DQ, yeah, right. Ooh, right. How did that go you know, over? Yeah, yeah. So, I think, so they, they, um, they didn't really have the, the Jumbo Tenru program 
right, you know. Mm-hmm. They need team they can really work with, have great match, and they almost have to always go over, you know. So, so they kind of backed themselves into a corner putting the titles on them, right? Yeah, in hindsight. Yeah. And it was and it was Tenru and it was it was Tenru and Jumbo that they lost him to. Right, right. Back wow. to. Yeah. But then again, right after that, there was a trio, you know, Road Warrior and Tenru as a six man tag team went to NWA Crockett yeah. and won the six man tag titles. And they were brought back as a babyface trio. Yeah. So that worked. Yeah. And then later on, like, you know, like I was saying earlier, I'd jump around a little bit here. But then later on, they had the big Tokyo Dome main event, those guys versus Tenru and Hogan. Uh, that was SWS, you yeah. know, like an ill-fated SWS. Super, Super World Sports. Sport. Yeah. Only last, big budget, but it only lasted, what, two years altogether? Mm. Was it the same money people as what with WAR? Um, w, no, they didn't. It was Tenru's his, his own money with WAR oh, wow. with his brother-in-law and all that. But the the optical Megane Super, you oh, know, Megami the, Super, yeah, that's what. Yeah, it was optical yeah. company. They, they yeah. dropped tons of money and to start wrestling company bigger than anybody, and then did not study wrestling at all. Didn't they, you know? didn't they try to make Katao their big guy, like one of their big stars? Uh, after New Japan dropped them, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And also, there's a lot of, you know, that was just one of those things, is, you know, like big money mark promoter, you know, boys will use you until they emptied his pocket <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. And a lot of guys, a lot of people whispering a lot of things into the boss's ear. Yeah. You need money to go over or something like that. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Oh, to oh oh to do the job, you gotta get paid extra. Yeah, that type of thing. Yeah, no yeah, yeah. Thing. No such thing, right? Yeah. Like bring in Hulk Hogan, bring in all the WWE crew, Tokyo Dome show, Tenru against Hulk Hogan. You know, yeah. you need X amount of money to win Hulk Hogan, all these things. I think transaction happened. Uh-huh. And at the end of the night, Hogan won. You know? Yeah. And a lot of things went wrong. What could go wrong went wrong, you know, with that company. Yeah. Mm. Only last three. I don't know how we I got well, I know how we got off on that subject. I brought us there. Sorry, let's get back on the road. Warriors. Road Warriors. So <laughs> yeah. Road Warriors worked all Japan. Then Road Warriors as as Legion of Doom worked SWS. Then they were back in WWE as Legion of Doom until that Wembley Stadium. Oh, for SummerSlam? Yeah. Yeah. That was the day Mike quit. Well, I mean, that was a crazy, yeah. I mean, I've heard him tell the story. I've heard other people tell the story. Like, he ate, like, he ate a bunch of Placidils before he went to the ring. Like, and they kicked in as he's riding a motorcycle to the ring, right? Yeah, that's a true oh. story. And then what happened? Well, like the match was a mess, right? Like, I mean, they had to work around it. I mean, they made it through. Yeah, I mean, everyone go back and, and watch it. But yeah, one of the things we need to point out here, though, is that I don't think Legion of Doom in WWF before WWE. Okay, yeah. the first run, 
I don't think it was a very happy time for them. You, you know mean what I'm like, well, I mean, I mean, just the Rocco the puppet thing was enough to like. Yeah, you know, come on. Yeah, but uh, see, Vince McMahon and the company wanted to sign Road Warriors for a long time. They, they didn't, right? Yeah. So they went ahead and created Demolition. You know. Yep. And by the time they got there, Demolition was there a couple years, you know, and pretty well was, established. Yeah, 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 that hurt them. And shortly after that, they signed that the Warlord and Barbarian, the Powers of Pain. Yep. Actually, physically a little bigger than the Road Warriors, you know. Yeah. And the Road that the Legion of Doom had to work people like Earthquake, John Tenta, and and the Tugboat. Yeah. They were actually bigger than Road Warriors. So they just became another team. Yeah. And yeah. also, it was not exactly Vince McMahon creation. Exactly. They were stars elsewhere. Therefore, it's a, don't have feeling for like this whole production, you know, thing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's it's not an exact comparison, but it's like when Sting came to work and you know, like he didn't get the he didn't get the treatment a lot of people hoped he would have gotten. But it, he wasn't their guy, you know. Like right. I, I, I knew it was never going to happen. Right, right. You know? Same thing. You, you seen it? You know, yeah. more WCWish guy come into WWE, you know, environment. Yeah. You will be forever outsider, huh? Oh yeah. Yeah. So oh, yeah. that's that's like what happened with Legion of Doom. See, they weren't even Road Warriors. Those two had the. Intell you know, intellectual property rights. Yep. They registered the name. They they had the Road Warriors right. Therefore, they had to change name to Legion of Doom. You know, yeah. it wasn't a happy time at all. I don't think. And also, like they had Ultimate Warriors, so like that was another already. Excuse. Yeah. Well, they didn't and want Ultimate another Warrior. Warrior was always above Legion of Doom. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah, but they were still like. I, I say they were just another tag team there, but it's not quite. I mean, they were still special. They were still oh, yeah, special. Oh, the yeah. freaking Road yeah. Warriors. Yeah, and they yeah, still got so. they still got the Road Warrior pop when they came out. Like, and they had great matches. They they, they their style evolved, um, you know, and and they were excellent performers in there, in my opinion. Sure, sure, still is. Yeah, yeah. But like you said, they became one of the bunch of teams. Yeah. Hey, yeah. so. Um, you know, we're talking about their WWF, WWE run already, but, yeah. um, you know, I'm not sure if it was Paul Ellering that hooked him up um, uh, with this guy, Bob Truax, and they had, you know, they went into business together as Zubas. And oh, that was okay, huge, okay. man. Like, I yeah, just want... Yeah. And they had the, the gym. Every and, and the gym, yeah, and the gym, I used to go yeah. there all the time too. Like, yeah, Jimmy Youngner's the yeah. gym. I, I used to tell my wife, "Hey, I'm going to the gym," and I would be going to the gym, but we go right upstairs to the apartment up there and do whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was a happy time, yeah. Yeah, it was great. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, there's so many boys in Minnesota. You know, it's yeah. great. You know, you never know who was going to show up upstairs there. <laughs> That's how I got to know Kurt Kurt Hennig. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, Kurt wasn't trained by Eddie Sharkey in that bunch. He was a son of famous wrestler Larry yeah, Henning. Brad Rangan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
and uh, it was different you know it was different but uh, they all became friends you know some of the guys were trained by Vern. some of the guys were trained by brad reagan's some of the guys trained under eddie sharkey you know yeah. who didn't even have wrestling ring right. and you know so, people say like and and they're right like he was a, technically the best trainer but he taught you things you learned yeah. a lot from Eddie. Yeah. You know, I don't want to discount Eddie's contribution. It's just oh, no, it, was, no. it wasn't it wasn't in teaching, you know. Yeah, holes and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But more of a you know how to be professional wrestler. Yeah. I mean Bob Backlund. It. Bob Backlund was even Bob trained Backlund. by Eddie. Yeah. yeah. Eddie and Jesse Ventura. Yep. See, Hawk, Mike went to Jesse Ventura, you know, at the at, at the Ventures gym, like in probably 81, 82. I want to be a professional wrestler, right? Yeah. And Jesse Ventura said, you'll never make it. You know? <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Then Mike went back and said, I want to be a professional wrestler. You'll never make it. But there's a guy. If you pay him, he might train you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who is this? Eddie Sharkey. So they, that's the connection, you know? I think it was in the church basement somewhere too, right? <laughs> I think they might have. Yeah. Yeah. It was either a mat or like a really hard boxing ring. Yeah. Yeah. No wrestling ring at all, you know. Mm -hmm. But the bunch of guys wanted to be a wrestler. And after Road Warriors, another group of young guys in Minnesota who wanted to be like them. I, oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. when, when I came to Minnesota, it was full of all those guys. Yeah. They were all <laughs> yeah. already pretty big physically. Yeah. You yeah. know, they wanted to be a wrestler. And yeah, some of them made it, some of them didn't, you know. Yeah. Man, a lot of them assumed they were going to going to make it because they might have had a similar look or whatever, and they just yeah. thought, like some of them had a little bit of a sense of entitlement. Yeah, to yeah. be honest with you, it's, a, it, it's hard to talk about it now. But in, in eighties, into you know, let's say eighties, everybody juiced, you know. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they were like bulked up. They're all big, you know. Sure, even the guys that didn't look like they were. <laughs> we're doing yeah, it. oh yeah of course yeah. i've done my share of it i've done plenty of it it just it didn't take a lot of it you know yeah yeah, yeah. but so many of them wanted to be wrestler you know mm -hmm. and, and all-star wrestling was always always very popular up in minnesota yeah you know yeah yeah so traditional you know yeah but hey, it's like, like that hey so um i was talking about zubas a little bit ago right and yeah man those things were so big in Japan, Fumi. Oh my god, I don't have to tell you. Wearing it. Oh, yeah, I was wearing it too. Yep, yeah, the Zubas pants and uh, cut off sweat and and a mullet. People were paying a hundred dollars a pair for those Zubas in Japan. You know why? Because uh, they didn't have actual licensed dealer, you know, they. Yeah, the wrestlers, you know, coming to Japan, they brought boxes and boxes of Zubas. Yeah, actually, it. yeah, but here's the thing. And you remember, yeah. I, was, I was at Universal Pro at the time, right? Yeah. I didn't have the Zubas. I had the knockoff Zubas. Right. Look, exactly I, like I, Yeah. Zubas. Yeah. Bad. Yeah, but that was I made a lot of money selling them. Like, was people, it like a Mexican made? No. The lady that made my 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 uh, outfit, my what the you know, kid? Yeah, my singlet, my lightning kid stuff. 
I like your kid stuff, yeah. Her, her name was Gail Andruski, and she made she made those knockoff Zubas pants. And like uh, zebras and tigers and snakes. Yeah. And she also made um she also made Taz's singlets for him. Oh, okay, okay, that's yeah. good. But yeah. then Japanese that the brand or whatever they started making knockoffs too, you know. Oh uh, yeah, they oh, were so yeah. easy, they like so big. They went away, but it was so big, maybe five five year period, mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah, I and used to. Is, when I, they talk about eighties and early nineties look, Zubas, the fanny waist waist pouch. Yes, gold, gold, yeah, gold nugget jewelry and snakeskin boots. <laughs> we all with, did that yes snakeskin boot snakeskin boots with the zubas <laughs> that's bad oh that's it was, you could see uh, joe and mike used to do it a lot yeah of course of course i still have some i have a pair somewhere <laughs> somebody yeah. sent me a pair recently so like yeah. they kind of make it a little comeback yeah yeah and also they signed with like uh you know nfl teams you know yeah Later yeah. on, it was the road warrior investment, you know, because they were making so much money when they were 28. Yeah, you know, so they invested their money to the gym, they invested their money to the Zubas company and yeah. licensing it. And they were doing more, what do you call it? Not a it's like a supplement thing, yeah. They were into that like an endorsement, yeah, yeah. So, supplement but it's not a vitamin it was something that oh. you pow powder to put in orange juice and drink it was it was it something like multi-level marketing thing something oh, oh don't well, it's like i hate to say pyramid yeah exactly <laughs> something like that yeah <laughs> yeah man. pyramid sounds horrible you know but uh, oh that's yeah. right it was joe joe had the it was it was called quorum and it was these personal alarms Oh, yeah, a little bit. That's later on, though. Later little bit on, later yeah, because yeah, <laughs> he was one of the first people with Kurt Hennig that they took uh, Lloyds of London's. Yes. You know? This, the, guy, the guy's name was Terry Pelletier, and he sold, I think, every every uh, Lloyds of London policy he sold cashed in. I think every single one. Yeah. But yeah. they don't do that with wrestlers anymore, you know? No, but, like, Kurt, <laughs> Kurt got him three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While he was injured. Yeah. Inside the line. Yeah, because yeah. before he was going to get his big balloon payment, Vince, yeah. a Vince asked him to come back. Right, uh, one Survivor Series. And so so Kurt tells Lloyds of London, hey, you don't have to pay me my um, – you don't have to pay me my, my balloon payment because my back is better, so I'm going to wrestle again. So they were just happy – that they didn't have to pay the balloon payment. They reinstated his policy. He went back to wrestling and then collected again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so many people used it though, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But it was the time that like, yeah, Kurt Henning did it. Animal did it. Yeah. Most people, a lot of people did. DiBiase. Nakita. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so many. Well, I'm not saying it was a bad thing. But uh, you know something that happened, yeah, in the during that certain period of time. But back to Road Warriors. Yes, that, <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> Legion of Doom after Wembley Stadium. Mike wanted to quit. Yeah, you know, 
and he packed up, you know, didn't honor his schedules, you know. And then he just took, you know, bought his own plane ticket, went back to Minnesota, you know. There was a TV taping they had to do. He didn't come. You know? Yeah, he got he got lost in, in London for, for, like, quite a while before he made it back to the States. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. Like, he told, like he told me all about it, actually. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Then, yeah. actually, the company at the time was going to continue his LOD, you know, make Crush Brian Adams a second member of LOD. Yeah. They tried a few matches, right? Yeah. And Joe... Animal wanted to bring in his younger brother, Mark Terminator. Mark. Yeah, yeah, and th that didn't happen either, you know. Mm. And uh, then he had that broken tailbone. Oh, and, oh, Joe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that's the, the where Rose, you know, Rose of London come in, you know. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. in the meantime, um, today's you know American wrestling fans don't know whole lot about hair razors yeah so okay fumi um you probably are going to remember this after after i bring it up well, i'm sure yeah. you will like go, go i promoted their debut of the Hellraisers at jo at roper's bar in fridley winter of 93 yeah, well, yeah, didn't, you come, yeah. didn't you come there with masa no i i was gonna but i i had kathy as a photographer uh-huh and a couple more photographers there yeah. and TV Asahi came and videotaped the whole yep. thing. Yeah. Yep. And that was the night you turned heel too. Me? Yeah. I just went, no. They were, so um, they were doing the Hellraisers debut that night. And so. And Sasaki. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and Masa and, yep. Brad, and Brad said they, they, they might as well work the show. So I booked yeah. it. Yeah. I booked it. Masa and Brad versus me and Jerry Lynn. Oh, okay. I got it. I got it. All right, you turned heel after that, then. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Massa and Brad Regans against you and Geraldine. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, sounds pretty good. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They, they videotaped the whole thing, you know, yeah. the winterland of Minnesota. You know, Kensuke Sasaki from Japan, Road Warrior Hawk, they're gonna meet and unite. It was a real big thing. And yeah. they didn't have the team name Hellraisers just yet. They didn't come up with it for another month or two. Right. You know, Masa was in 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 like in in was thinking that the, they could use the team name like New Road Warriors. Ooh, bad, huh? Yeah. And Mike said, "Ah, the the Road Warrior part that only me and Animal, you know," and they. Didn't they started started a tour without having name? Huh. Then one one night, if you remember Mistero in Ropongi, the little bar, you know, counter bar, Mistero. I just remember Gas Panic because oh, that's a big club. Yeah, because yeah. um, and Red Reggie Bennett worked there, and yeah. also Hatori, myself, and Hawk got, got a in fight? a got in a fight there. Yeah. <laughs> And and Hattori was carried out of there on over Hawk's shoulders because he was so yeah. drunk. <laughs> uh, okay, that's pretty good. A lot of people were. Anyhow, yeah. at, the, at the, this one, like a hall in the wall, small, just only counter bar. Yeah, they were they were playing the music, you know, Ozzy Osbourne CD, you know, that came out the year before that or some. 
then he heard the song Hellraiser. And Mike asked the bartender, what, what song is that? You, is that the Ozzy Osbourne? No, just, the, he thought it was Black Sabbath. But it was the Ozzy Osbourne solo. Yeah. If you remember the original Road Warrior entrance music, Iron Man yeah, of course. by Black Sabbath. Yeah, iconic. Yeah, so now that that uh, Mike was looking at this as a very new beginning of the new chapter of his career and wanted to use this Ozzy Osbourne music grow out of Black Sabbath music, right? Yeah. So they came up with Hellraisers, all right. You know, it was a, inspirational almost. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, Fumi, so yeah. after that match in, in Minnesota where I worked with Masa and, and Brad, Masa, that's why that's why Masa booked me for Super Junior. Junior tournament. heavyweight, yeah, yeah, in yeah. New Japan. And so my tour there, yeah. my my Super Junior tournament, that was one of the first times that Hellraisers were together, and they worked. Ah, okay. They worked Budokan with like, who was it? They called Jurassic Powers. Um, Scott Hercules and Hercules. Yeah, yeah. They needed big opponents. I know. Wasn't it Meng? Wasn't wasn't Meng in there or something? Not yet. No. Not yet. Okay. Yeah. Jurassic Powers was Scott Norton and Hercules Hernandez. Wow. Yeah. Those guys were so, like the Hells, the Hellraisers in yeah. their own right were incredibly over. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, so. Yeah, they were great. Well, I'm afraid that some of the some of the today's fans, probably because of the uh, you know, what's the docu- name of the documentary that everybody watches? Are you talking about the dark side of the ring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They tre- treated the portion of Hellraisers as a joke. Mm. No, it wasn't, you know? No way. You know what I'm saying? And also, they cut up, you know, edited the animals' comment the way they wanted. Yeah, um, Hawk went to Japan and cut his own deal. Then they cut it, right? It was more of the huge production. Masa wanted to put these pieces of puzzle together, you know, the make, you know, Kensuke Sasaki a breakout star, team up with as, somebody as big as Hawk, yeah. and dress up like Legion of Doom, Road Warriors, and they only, not just one match, but they worked for like three years. Yeah. They had their run. They sure it did. It wasn't a joke. Oh, they're and, huge. And, and Kensuke was... And it worked. It worked like a charm for getting Kensuke over for his single. Over, yeah, yeah. yeah. In people's eyes, he was a little below Keiji Muto, Masachono, and Hashimoto Hase, right? Yeah. Kensuke at the time really needed something, little something. Oh, that was it. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Yeah. So that was the point. I really need to make a point <laughs> to make. That uh, want people to understand. That's Today, the whole. Re- that's the whole reason we're doing this episode. Just so people yeah, can get that it. out. No, no, no. <laughs> no, that's not it. But the, no, no, I'm kidding. People, not just the LOD in WWE, you know. Mm-hmm. And you don't think LOD 2000 was good time, was it? Me personally, no. Yeah. No. Bad. No, yeah, because yeah. I remember, like, um. I, I worked with them a little bit when I came back and, and was in DX. The early yeah. DX days when we were still heels, we yeah. worked with them. And we worked some help. Like, my very first match back after my broken neck was with Road Warriors. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it was but great because I could work with them. I knew how to, 
Yeah, I knew how to work Road Warriors match. Yeah, of course, of course. But it was more of a DX story than yeah. LOD story. Yeah, and I just hated it because, you know, like they were, you know, they were they were exploiting the personal demons, like wow, um, yeah, Hawk. Yeah, and oh, having fall off, fall off the top of the thing. Yeah. Ah, oh, and grew his hair out. Yeah. Had a full face helmet on. Yeah. Come into the ring all drunk. Yeah, wearing Zubas, forgot to wear wrestling gear and all these mm -hmm. things. Hey, so you know what I forgot to talk about? Um, yeah. before, before the Hellraisers was uh, was the the match we promoted with him versus Ter Hawk and Terry Funk in Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah when I yeah. when I worked with Sabu and Candido, Candido and Jerry Lynn and oh, Taz, oh that was a good show. Taz worked with um, Taz worked with Brad Rangans. And Ma Masa and uh, Masa and Charlie Norris worked with uh, the Hater and Nails. Hater and Nails. <laughs> <laughs> it was as big as it can be in Minneapolis Independence at yeah. the time. You know, it was yeah. hard though. It was it was hard to promote that and get because they didn't have a uh, advertising budget. And like I put a I put a, a little tiny classified ad and. And like the newspaper, like did you make tiny. a poster? I did, yeah. I put the put it up. I, 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 I put the posters up all over town using spray glue and slapping yeah. the posters on the on the on the telephone pole. Yeah, I think I got illegal? some heat. Yeah, it's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. there. Yeah. That's right. Mm. That was a real good show. Yeah. So it was like a very, you know. Minnesota like thing, and also Legion of Doom Road Warriors, not just WWE superstar, they had their different run, you know. Yeah, and 30 year legacy, you know. Yeah, the team they were thought that the, that team only lasts a couple three years, gimmick is too strong, or they, they will probably get you know break up and go singles competition, yeah. something you know, but they yeah. wanted to stay together, you know. And, and you know something, Fumi? Um, yeah, the, the LOD 2000 wasn't the greatest time and you know, for the Road Warriors, but I'm going to tell you something, man. When their music played, they still got the Road Warriors. They still got it? Oh, really? You that's good. damn right they did, no matter A what. Pop. Yes. Okay, that's good. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, no matter what, they got that pop. That's and if good. you worked with them right in there. Yeah. They still reacted to them like they were special. You just That's had to good. do that Road Warrior match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a big Road Warrior fan to this too, day, man. Yeah, yeah. I know, I, I know, like, I know you were close with with Mike with Hawk. Yeah, like, I'm not sure like what your relationship was with Joe. Oh, good friend, but I, you know, um, actually, I hang out with Mike more. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, and also when he came to. Japan in like a full time schedule with Hellraiser's thing. Yeah. He was there all year long, you know. And mm. actually, that was like a first Clinton administration. And Walter Mondale was, a, you know, the, the ambassador in Japan. Oh, yeah. And he used to, and Mike was going out with Eleanor Mondale, the, the yeah. daughter. And but Mike, he... I went to see Joe Mondale, then went to. American concert and met with Walter Mondale and all that. Oh, it was nice. fun. Yeah. Hey, um, uh, do you know Eleanor passed away? 
Yeah, yeah, brain, yeah, brain tumor. Brain tumor. Yeah. What year was that? It was a while ago, actually, for me. Yeah. Yeah, Joel Mondale, Mrs. Mondale passed away back in 2005 too. You know. Mm. Oh, Eleanor, I did not know about that. Yeah, I went to aerobics class with her. At a place, yeah, on Hennepin Avenue at a place called The Firm. It's still there. Me, yeah. me, Marvin Rubin, and Eleanor yeah. Mondale doing aerobics. Aerobic? <laughs> aerobic. Well, Marvin. Aerobic sounds really 80s and early 90s. Yeah. <laughs> now it's called yoga, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty oh, good. Man. Yeah, I, I want people, today's wrestling fan, to know more about Road Warriors and they were special, you know, very yeah. special. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in 88, um, when Crockett started taking over the other territories, like yeah. he bought yeah. up yeah. UWF and then bought up Florida. Like yeah. they did this homecoming thing where at the Bayfront Center again, uh, Dusty and Flair on top. Second from top was um, Road Warriors Road Warrior. versus Rick Rude and Manny Fernandez. For Rick Fernandez. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Okay. Those okay. that those two teams had great chemistry together. Oh, really? Really? Oh, yeah. Rick Rude and Manny Fernandez were their tag team champions at the time. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Really oh, good team. Bayfront Center, huh? I loved it. Yeah. 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 That was that was my mass in Square Garden when I was a kid. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. That's all right. Folks, you and I used to sit down and just talk about like this. All night long, yep. you know. So yeah, without yeah. recording anything, just you and me, just <laughs> yeah, shooting the shit. Then let's touch upon that one last thing. That yes. when Mike passed away, it was that uh, um, the day they moved, you know, mm. from Indian Rocks Beach to um, Clearwater, Reddington Shore. Reddington Shores. Oh, just right up. Yeah, that's like that's like a mile from each other. Yeah, so they uh, they moved to new house. And they start opening about bo uh, the boxes. Yeah, and Mike, you know, Hawks thought it was, you know, he is getting tired. Okay, I'm gonna take a nap. Wake me up in an hour or so. And they went to bedroom, then passed away. Mm. Yeah, it was uh, 2003. And then uh, three months ago, Joe and uh, then wife Kim. Had a ten-year anniversary, like honeymoon, at the Ozark uh, Lake in Missouri. Yeah. See, Animal moved to St. Louis when James was playing for Rams. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, they had ten-year anniversary. And then had a second honeymoon. Had a dinner. Came back to hotel. Animal said, "I'm tired, so I'm gonna take a nap. Wake me up in a couple hours." Wow. And then he passed away. Wow. So both times. Their wife was there. And they both well, passed away, most likely in their sleep. Yeah. Hey, so, man, honestly, Fumi. Yeah. I hope I go out that way. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. That's not a bad way to go, man. You're I mean, way, way too early, though. I miss yeah, those I know. guys. I know. I miss those guys. You know something? Um, so much is always said about Hawk and, and, um, you know, you never heard as much about Joe. Joe was a, a wonderful human being too. Yeah. 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 Hawk, Hawk was just so like this, you know, so, man. Uh, yeah. He was the nicest guy though. Yeah. Nicest guy though. Really. 
I'm not saying Animal wasn't. Animal was more private, you know? Yeah. And Very Animal, cool. like, Animal, like, tried to... Yeah, Hawk, Hawk was the more free spirit, and Animal, like, I think tried to rein him in a little bit, right? Like, and it's a pretty similar scenario with a lot of teams, I think. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. they, they got along. So they had falling out. They fought, but they were like brothers. At the end, they became very close, you know? At least yeah. once a year, they would they would have a fight in front of everyone at the gym in Plymouth. <laughs> like married couple, huh? Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So it was good, yeah. you know? Yeah. But Mike died way early, you know, way too soon, you know? 45 yeah, and, he was. And he had a major heart attack before, like, and, yeah, Sorry and the thing called cardiomyopathy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he yeah. was, and he had, he had hepatitis C for many years, but that's not, that didn't have anything to do with his mm -hmm. passing. You know, and almost had a heart attack down in Australia too. Oh yeah, that's why I thought, that's why I thought like he it. had it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was Kurt Henning who was staying by him that night. Wow. And then Kurt Henning died before him. Yeah, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And yeah. All those friends from Minnesota, you know? Man. Hey, Fumi. Yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about that. It was Hawk's appearance at UWFI. Was it UWFI? What? Didn't Hawk work for, like, Takata's group or something uh, like that? I mean, like a work shoot group? Yeah, once, right? It's called uh, Shingeki. Okay. Yeah, like, uh, was that like a 2000, 2001? Yeah. Yeah. It was right when this, you know, MMA, well, probably didn't have the name MMA at, at the time, huh? It was still called No Holds Barred, I think. Yeah, yeah. Or Professional Martial Arts or something like that. Uh, you something, know? yeah. Um, A lot of those people came to wrestling, you know, business, you know, because initially all the MMA shows, Wanted to have professional wrestler working, not yeah. work, but the, to have famous professional wrestler to come into MMA show, they, to have a shoot fight. The bad yeah. thing was though, a lot of times the wrestlers lost, huh? Always Bam Bam Bigelow and Chemo, like oh bad, oh that, yeah, like, yeah. Bam Bam Bigelow made hundred thousand dollar in ten minutes. You know, <laughs> it was a the worst hundred grand he said. You know, yeah. but. Uh, it was really bad to have, I mean, for, for the whole business, you know. Uh, not just wrestler losing it, but it was like, a, even for educated Japanese wrestling fans' eyes, you know. Yeah. If wrestling was real, is not what it's going to look like, right? Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then go back to ring and bounce off, stop bouncing off the ropes. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, Fumi. And the dark just, age of wrestling started. Um, I want to touch on this real quick with Hawk. Yeah. Um, you you remember the brawl for all, right? Ah, yeah. He went out there, man. Like he was that type of guy that he would never back down from a fight, right? Like yeah. and he took it. It was like so when they asked him, like I think it was a thing where it was like, who was opponent? Draws. Yeah, okay. yeah, and no, like Hawk, man, he. 
he was smoking two, three packs a day. He didn't train for it. Nothing, man. But he went out there, and I never seen – I can't remember seeing anyone with more heart than him out there in that fight, man. And yeah. like, and they were, it went to a draw and they wanted to do more rounds and Hawk just said, I'll give it to him. I mean, that was impressive, man. Cause draws was a beast. He was a stud. Yeah. Yeah. And Hawk, and Hawk was like, I don't know how old he was like 40, 40 by then. At the time. Yeah. yeah. But he'd do it. He'd he do did it. it, man. He did not wow, give it. Wow. Yeah. He was the strangest thing for WWE to have, you know? The worst thing they ever did, or one of yeah, them. Yeah, and then they, if you remember, you know, that pretty much killed the legacy of Steve Williams too. Yep. And then, the, and then the end, like what it did to Bart Gunn when they put him in there with Butterbean. Yeah, yeah. It was just, I just hated the whole idea. Oh, that was the strangest thing they did. That was right when UFC was getting big, huh? Yeah. And then they would change the rules as they went. Like it was just. Yeah, because they didn't know what was fair. Yeah. You know? Anyways, yeah. this is a Road Warrior episode, not Brawl for All. It just, that, man, it just stood out in my mind, Fumi, because, you know. You were there. Yeah, the you heart. The, man, that guy had some heart. Yeah. Biggest yeah. heart in the world, man. Well, he was the type of guy who uh, an old lady go across the street and he holds her hand and w yeah. walk her to the other side of the street. Seriously. Yeah. Hey, like, so Fumi. Yeah. Hey, real quick, the bachelor party story. Your bachelor party. Yes. <laughs> so <clears throat> the, everyone finds out I'm getting married, right? So they plan the surprise. <clears throat> Where was that at? Surprise, I'll tell you. Surprise yeah. bachelor party. Ended up, they planned it on, on Terry's birthday, on my wife's birthday. Yeah. So I got major heat already on that one. But, like, I still went, right? We didn't have it at strip club, no bullshit like that. We had the bachelor party at Brad Rangan's dojo in the, behind the house there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was Hawk, Animal, Darso, like, all the Minnesota guys you can imagine. Brad, Kurt, Bloom, oh. my, you know, Bloom, yeah. Enos. And, and Joe had a bag of magic mushrooms he brought. And we all ate the mushrooms, Fumi. We never <laughs> laughed so hard. I mean, we laughed for an hour straight until our stomach hurt. It was just the yeah, greatest. That, that shit lasted you hours, right? It was amazing. It was the, I mean, I remember I was laying on the mat, like all drunk, and I'm trying to roll a joint. All of a sudden, <laughs> Hawk comes over and drops a big elbow on me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's I'm so grateful well, for those memories. Brad Reagan's garage was great because they had a wrestling ring, so you could always go there and play, right? Yep. Oh yeah, I used to go. I used to when he would train guys like like yeah. when J when JBL trained that camp. I used to go train with those guys when Brock trained. Yeah. You know, me and Kurt, we'd always go train with those guys. Yeah, I always had a wrestling ring, and oh, also yeah. it was in the garage, so he you don't have to go through the, his house. You should right. go around the house and go to the back. Go yeah. straight to Gojo. It was good. Yeah. Uh, it was just the greatest party, huh? time ever, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Amazing. And yeah. also, it was nice of them, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was so young, right? Like, tell me, you got to understand, man. Like, I'm. You're like 20, I, 21? Yeah, something like that. And, oh. and these are the guys that were my heroes when I'm 10 years old. 
Yeah, Road Warriors, Mr. Perfect Gardening. Yeah. And now yeah. they're at my bachelor party, man. Like, you talk about living the dream for me. Yeah. Wow, yeah. man. Nice guys. Just Real the nice best. guys. Just yeah. the best, man. Yeah. Just yeah. the best. Yeah. I miss those guys. It was and good. Because the funny thing is you grew up in, you know, St. Pete in yeah. Florida. You know, that's also wrestling town. Yep. But you decided to move up to Minnesota when you were, what, 17? Yep. Got to leave home. Yeah. You wanted to see the snow? Yeah. You know? You had a couple relatives there, but, uh, you know. Yeah. I lived there when I was four years old. I moved oh, away okay. when I was four years old. Oh, yeah. okay. So you wanted to live in Minnesota. Yeah. And Minnesota is another wrestling town. And a whole bunch yeah. of wrestlers lived there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And nice guys. Nice And I, re I really stood out, too, because... They were so big and I was so small. You skinny little guy. Yeah, but I could work. I could wrestle. Like I was, I, I brought a different, I brought a different yeah. thing to the party, right? Yeah, yeah. So. And also, it was good that you kept showing up. You oh, know, yeah. there were hope, you know, like different guys running different, you know, independent shows. Yeah. You know, at the time, every week, every weekend somewhere, you kept going there. You kept showing up. You know? Right. Once again, I ended up making this about me when this is a Road Warrior episode. <laughs> yeah. We have to touch upon this Minnesota friendship, you know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, for me. They're good. And also, they're around the same age group, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Road Warriors, um, Durso. Durso, today's fan. Uh, Repo Man. Repo Man, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Demolition. Yeah, Demolition. Yeah. And Nikita Kolov was friend of animals, you know. I never got to know Nikita because he had moved. He never like he moved away from Minnesota and he never came back. Right. So I never right. got to know him. He seemed like a really nice guy. And also, after his you know wife passed away young, he went into ministry real yeah. quick, you know, yeah. and he became pastor, yeah. you know. So. Yeah, and I think I think we should also mention that those uh, that Joe and Mike also came born again, became like, Christian. Yeah, and that yeah. and that Mike, you know, um, as crazy as like he was at one time, like he really pulled in the reins at the end there. Like he had straightened up quite a bit at the end. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I almost think that the it was good and bad, you know. Yeah. Because. Just a couple years after he became straight and be Christian and all that, that was time for him to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it's like he think could have partied longer and lived longer. I don't know. You know? Yeah, but like that's like when you're when when you're in that condition and you die that way, that's the last thing people remember of you. And they don't and, and they don't get to remember Hawk that way because right, he came up right. out of it. He came up out of it before he passed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then he was telling me all those years that the, you know, he's he was gonna go up up in you know Bemidji, Minnesota, and live in the woods or something, and ended up moving to Florida instead. Yeah, you know, yeah. Remember he was saying that the, he has a cabin up in, up north in, in north north Minneapolis, you know, northern Minnesota, like two hundred miles north. Yeah, yeah, and up near Bemidji. Yeah, I used to Bemidji live up and do the yeah. ice fishing all winter. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's how he how he wanted to live when he retired, but uh, he ended up going to Florida. The last and to 
talk to talk about Joe uh, real quick before we pass. The last time I saw Joe, you were mentioning that he moved to St. Louis. He kind of was like the figurehead commissioner of a local promotion around there. Oh, really? And, yeah. And so, like, one of my last matches I, I ever had a couple years ago was myself and Scott Norton. Was it I, me, Scott Norton, and and Bagwell? Doing an NWO reunion versus three guys, and and Joe was there as the commissioner. And, ah, yeah, I'm okay. not gonna get it. I'm not gonna get into like the match or whatever, but um, it was it was good to see Scott yeah. and, and Joe. Yeah, one last well, time. Animal kept coming back to Japan after he semi-retired just to do the autograph and photos. Yeah, yeah, always brought the gear. Mm -hmm. You know, the Road Warrior. You know this shoulder pad he had fan wear and take picture you know yeah, yeah so, so the autograph and photos was good always people wanted to take picture with animal of course you know he oh, always yeah. had the whole paint the whole thing always kept the mohawk yeah oh that's right it wasn't that wasn't the last time i seen him i seen him after that we were at the rhode island comic-con together and he okay. had the whole gimmick, okay. man. He had the face yeah, paint. Yeah, he, he had always the... brought the shoulder yeah. pad. Yeah. And uh, he was actually better painter than Mike. You know, that he came up with this, this you know, spider thing and yeah. all that thing. He was, I mean, he was really good at it, you know? Yeah. Mm. And Hawk always, uh, you know, had this split, you know, split personality. Yeah. Original one, you know, yeah. rather simple, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, anything <laughs> else, man? Did we did we miss? Did we forget anything talking about these guys? It's uh, very it's very likely that we did. created the style. They were the tr trendsetters, and also they had this in you know, a whole bunch of this whole generation of guys wanted to be like them. Yeah. There's a team made after them. Like Minnesota Terminators, or not just Demolition, but the whole bunch of team from Chicago, the Eli, some, and just a lot of guys, the similar build, put a you know paint on their face, and every yeah. independent all over the country always had somebody like Road Warriors. Oh yeah, <laughs> you yep. know they yeah. were the most simple, most influential team of all time. Most, su so. most successful team of all time. Yeah, and, I think so. and and maybe not the best in ring team, but overall the overall package because they were excellent in the ring too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They became excellent. I don't care what yeah. anybody says. So and also if, never had single match. I mean, single wrestler. You know, like a run. Right. Always was a team. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, do you remember Hawk? He had the excellent singles matches with Flair, right? Like on the Great oh, American yeah. Bash. Great tour. American Bash. Yeah. Yeah. Same yeah. year, Animal had single match against Flair too. Oh, somewhere. Oh, okay. Like in oh. Cincinnati or somewhere. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, man. So like to me, um, they're the greatest of all time. Even if they're not the greatest in ring, their in ring stuff, like their in ring performance, was still really good, and the overall package makes them the greatest of all time to me. Yeah, and also they were like almost like a mask guy that. They did. They had the paint on. They had the mohawk. They did not age. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a luchador. 
<laughs> they didn't really age, you know. They yeah. always the same for 25, 30 years, yep. you know, which was great, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of things could be said about them, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I hope people will be watching their old tapes, you know, 10 years, 20 years from now, you know, to yeah. study or just like your, you know, 80s rock, 90s rock music, you know. Oh, yeah. That kind of thing. They they become standard, you know. I really hope so, you know. Oh, yeah, they will. Hey, Fumi. I, yeah. yeah? Thank you for doing this with me, man. Oh, no, we... I was so happy that you wanted to do this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So not only do we get to put this out for the people, but I get to yeah. I get to have a conversation with one of my dearest friends from, from, from years and years ago. Yeah. It's about 30 years now. It's been a long time, man. <laughs> I can't believe it, man. It, it, yeah. it, it went... It, sometimes it seems like a long time, and sometimes it seems like it went just like that. Yeah, we were sitting in a 24-hour coffee shop in downtown Tokyo or somewhere. Yeah. We just talked dressing all night long, you know? Yeah. 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 So. Thank you, my friend. All right. I miss you, Fumi. I miss you, too. <laughs> all right, Take man. care.